Welcome to the Infertile Mafia. That's Sarah. And that's Kayla. And today we're talking about more celebrities. Oh, wait, are we doing 52 or 51? Oh, I'm on the wrong <laughs> part. So this is a two-part episode. <laughs> and obviously... And that was the intro to part two. Yeah, so <laughs> get excited for that. Today we're just, we're talking about celebrities and infertility. <laughs> and I still can't find the beginning of this episode on our Google Doc. <laughs> Should Do you think it's fair to call celebrities, even if they aren't technically, they don't claim the Infertile Mafia, do you think it's fair to call them like mob bosses? Uh, no, they're not a part of the Mafia. Are they talking to us? I mean, they're a part <laughs> of the Mafia, but they're definitely not mob bosses. Right. What? Yeah, I think, I think you're right. Unless they have, they... they're out there talking to normal people about it. Well, that's a good segue because a lot of the celebrities that we're talking about today are people who, it's not like they just did fertility treatments or IVF or something, they advocate for the community. So in that sense, I think of them as like very, and a very important part of the mafia because they're way more influential than just like me or you. No offense, Sarah. Yeah. (laughs) I... I wonder if they have anonymous infertility, like, Instagrams. Oh, I've never thought of that. They're like, I just need to talk to someone. And, uh, yeah, someone that doesn't know I'm a celebrity. Did you know that, like, did you ever have a separate fertility Instagram from your, like, normal one? Like, uh, you mean... Like just like a personal Instagram and then a personal Instagram and then you make Mm -hmm. an Instagram for infertility. No, because I did it the opposite direction. So I was late to the infertility game and I only got or excuse me to the Instagram game. So I only got Instagram after I had gone. I was like on my second embryo transfer or something. And I was like, you know what? It seems like Instagram would be a lot easier to document the day to day. And that's why I got my Instagram account. So I did it the opposite order. Okay. So I had a personal Instagram and then I made an infertility Instagram, which I think a lot of people do because Mm -hmm. most people don't want to give all that information out. Right. But uh, I just learned that the kids are calling those fixtas, I think. Vixtas? No, like fix. Oh, fix. something. They're like, they're called fake Instagrams. Oh, okay. And I it's like, a mashup of fake and Instagram. Yeah. Fakestas? I don't know. Something <laughs> along those lines. And they're called, they're fake Instagrams and the girl who was explaining this to me, I'm like, they're like, fake? What do, so are you like catfishing people? She's like, no, they're Instagrams for like, say you like gardening. Or <laughs> I don't think she said gardening. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> I'm an old lady. So you make an inst or she said traveling. Say you have a traveling Instagram about your travels and you only post about traveling on there. And that's your fixta. Mm. But it's not fake. It's just it's 
it's more targeted to a very specific audience. It's a niche Instagram. Yeah. Right. So it's not fake. Yeah. I just learned that. I don't know. That's what the kids are calling it. <laughs> well, we both have fixes. Yes. And we use them. Now I have three, if you count Infertile Mafia podcast. I have like five Instagrams. <laughs> One for gardening. It's got a lot of florals. One for crafts that I can't remember what the password is or the email. <laughs> I bet you've got a lots of followers. You're just no, going viral. I, I think I have like 10 on there. <laughs> anyway. All that to say, yes, I bet some celebrities would love especially when they're going through a struggle like infertility would love some anonymity sometimes which is why it's like not only are celebrities just fascinating to us normal people anyway but they um when they open up and share about a struggle then it kind of makes you love them even more i think and in that way it's almost like they're a little bit of a uh I don't know. What's the right word? Like, spokesperson isn't quite strong enough because, I don't know, I really feel like celebrities who open up about infertility or anything that they struggle with that can be alienating for people are really doing us all a service because they don't have to do that. Like, they it do not have to talk like about it. Real people. It does. And if you just think about, like, the... Cr- the amount of criticism that we get just as normal people in our life, like whether it's from friends or family or people that don't even know us, but that happen to critique our, you know, methodology of conceiving children, like it's way worse for celebrities. So in some ways it would be easier to just like not talk about it. So Why don't you just adopt. Yeah. I mean, you know, they hear everything we've heard and way worse. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you think that they've ever stumbled upon our podcast? Oh, I don't know. If they're like infertile, they'd probably be more of the newer generation. <laughs> probably. <laughs> because a lot of the people we're going to talk about today are at least 30, I'd say. Yeah. And they, they've recently 50, done. I'd say. Between 30 and 50, is that what you said? Yeah, it's a lot. It's a big range. It's <laughs> a huge range. I don't know. What yeah. One of the people I'm going to talk about is probably over 50. Okay. Yeah. I th- is it is he? Right? Uh, not the he. <laughs> not the he. There's a he coming. <laughs> it's a she. Okay. But... All the ones we're talking about today have done it fairly recently, have done fertility treatments. Or just know that they're infertile, I guess. Yeah. Or they've been talking about it recently. They've been in the news recently. Is that fair to say? Yeah. Yes, that's fair. Sorry about my chair squeaking. I need to have my husband (laughs) fix it. Squeaks over there. Or I can fix it myself because I'm a strong, independent woman. (laughs) Miss Independent. Kelly Clarkson, she's not she's not infertile. That we know of. That we know of. I should have sang a Beyonce song. Although we yeah. don't know she's infertile either. She's never actually... I think she's a I mystery. Know, I know that she had miscarriages. Yes. She's talked about that 
And she has twins now, which makes people speculate. <laughs> I mean, but she had to have done fertility treatments. We don't know. I don't know. How many? Okay, so you know a lot of twin moms. How many mm-hmm. would you say had twins? Like, Quote, naturally. Naturally. <laughs> Spontaneously. Spontaneously. Um, I'm in a twin Facebook group that's just Chicago parents of twins. And it's got over 2,000 people in the group. And this is based on zero evidence. This is just my me speculating. It's probably over half that have twins because of IVF or some other fertility treatment. IUI or Clomid or something like that. They weren't That's conceived. less than I was thinking. Like, I was thinking at least 75%. No, I don't think it's that high. There's a, Twins are not as uncommon as people think. <laughs> True. I talked but, to a lady at the grocery store this morning who had adult twins, and then her adult twin son had twins. Even though it does not run on the male side. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was getting at. <laughs> yeah. Like, what? Yeah. Little they say fertility it myth. Run on the male side, but. Right. I get. I mean, who really? Who really knows science? <sighs> it's science. it's contradicting itself every day. <laughs> um, okay, so before we start talking about celebs, so we have some actual, some other really exciting news to share with you guys. We are starting a donation campaign, and this will be, um, this is just between Sarah and I, um, we would, what we're doing is matching iTunes reviews with a donation to Resolve. So for every review that we get on iTunes for the next month, like starting today, so through January and the beginning part of February, for every review, we are going to donate five dollars to resolve what's resolve Um, what is resolve um (laughs) resolve resolve is probably wouldn't you say the largest infertility advocacy nonprofit group in the world yeah i mean they're a nonprofit, right is that the right in the 70s is it a nonprofit or is it i don't know it might be a foundation resolve.org that's their website so you guys can go look up if they're a nonprofit or foundation there's a difference so we've been there is a difference um but basically they they have one of the largest voices in the world for infertility advocacy and they can help you just a normal regular person help you find support in your area um, but they also do things like lobby in Washington for support for uh, fertility treatment. So they, I mean, they're a huge advocacy group. And so um, one way, this is a way to help us and to give back to the infertility community. So for, if you like the podcast, all you have to do is write us a quick review on Apple Podcasts and iTunes. And it's basically like you're giving a donation to Resolve. So everybody wins. So yeah. yeah. It's a win-win. Win, win, win. Win. Okay, right. Sarah, you're going to talk about our first celebrity. Person. Do you know who this person is? Um, Didn't she uh, sing that? Hold on. Oh, man. No, that was... <laughs> what's what's her big... Fa- what's her popular song? Bang, bang. Bang, bang? Featuring Ariana Grande and Nicki Minaj. <gasps> Bang, I don't think bang, I know that. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So Jessie J is a 30-year-old British singer-songwriter, and her first big hit in the United States was Bang Bang. I mean, I think she had other hits before then here. She did, because I'm, there's one I'm thinking of that I can't think of it right now. But anyway, She had a ahead. really popular song that was on the Pitch Perfect soundtrack. Oh, uh, maybe that's the one I'm thinking of. Called Flashlight, I think. But anyway, she... When I think of it, I will interrupt you and just start singing it. Okay. Sounds good. (laughs) So she revealed her struggle with, or I guess with fertility issues at a recent London show. And that was in November. And then she told her fans on Instagram stories on November 17th that she will be a mother someday. And then she explained what the song Four Letter Word meant on stage on her most most recent tour and so i saw that article and i didn't realize this but she's dating channing tatum what yeah because he made a post about her telling people about her infertility and you're like i follow channing tatum not jesse and i was like channing tatum is with someone else now oh no he was supposed to be with his wife forever. Oh, wait. See, I don't... Fa- Who was he married to? I just know he's super hot. That's as oh, far as man. I go. I can't remember her name at the moment, but she's a dancer, actress, and host. And they have, have you seen kid. Magic Mike? Oh, yeah. It wasn't as fun as I thought it would be. <laughs> it seemed more like a boy movie besides the like male strip club thing. It's totally a boy movie. But yeah. you could just like turn it on in the background and mute it and I would get just as much out of it. I just I hear pony in my head every time I hear Magic Mike. You know, like <laughs> that's that such a great song. song. I love that song. And guys, you can't see Sarah, but she's she's doing body rolls over there. <laughs> But anyway, so that's who Jesse J is dating. Horny, no, Let's do, do it. Ride it. My pony. My saddle. You know what else song. that song reminds me of? What? Roller skating rinks. Really? Yeah. That just seems to be the song that was always playing when I'd go roller skating as a child. Huh. I think weird. of that song was probably played at all of my dances in middle school and high school where they did what was called, quote, freak dancing in the 90s. What was that? Like Bumping and grinding, oh, you know? We weren't allowed to do that <laughs> at our school. <laughs> Which, that makes me think of all my friends who went to private Christian schools who also had dances and they would say things to them like leave room for the Holy Spirit (laughs) (laughs) they actually say that yes wow yes but um, they weren't saying that at my middle school and we weren't leaving any room for the Holy Spirit (laughs) so you you and your public school yeah I went to a public school too but they were very strict just trashing the youth of America (laughs) Letting you know, them. I never got in trouble when I would bump and grind with my gay friends. <laughs> they were probably well, like, mm, that's not sexy. <laughs> <laughs> but you were like, I'm having myself a time. It this was, is great. It was a lot of fun. 
<sighs> so anyway, anyway wow, we she doesn't derailed say, that quick. Yeah, that got off the rails there. Um, she doesn't <laughs> say how she's infertile, but she was told four years ago she won't be able to have children. Ooh. And huh. she was also told she would need a hysterectomy and to be put on medication. And she refused the hysterectomy, and she's off all of the medication through natural medicine and diet change. So I'm going to go with endometriosis. That's a very solid, educated guess. So I don't but know. But you never I know. I wish they would give... Okay, I will give this she one could have. Criticism. She could have fibroids in her uterus. She could have cancer like who knows yeah i will give this criticism to celebrities they don't actually tell you how they're infertile some of them do important to know i think it depends for us infertiles normal people are like oh yeah you're infertile i don't know what that means (laughs) (laughs) one of the ones i'm gonna talk about she says why she's infertile like can you just adopt (laughs) Or why have you tried to relax? Maybe that's the <sighs> problem. Anyway, yeah, so which, that's Jesse J. That's a <laughs> good segue into my next one, which is Chrissy Teigen. Mm, of course. Um, yeah, we asked you guys in our Facebook group, which if you're not a part of it, it's called the Infertile Mafia Podcast. Um, and we just were like, hey. Are there any celebrities that you guys like that have talked about their infertility or IVF? And many of you seem to be fans of Chrissy Teigen, but I was going to talk about her anyway, but this, I'm, you know, not surprised that so many of you are fans of her. So a little bit about her. She was, or is, I don't know if she's still a model, but she was, I guess, kind of a big deal. She was a Sports Illustrated swimsuit model, so a lot of them have been able to do a lot with their careers. We should go um, on Sports Illustrated. We should. Me and you, Sarah, in our bikinis, Ooh. just just yeah. owning the stretch marks, the C-section scars. The, the whiteness. The whiteness. Ooh, I, couldn't, I can't do beaches without a cover-up. <laughs> I will burn. I can't do beaches without wearing a parka. <laughs> without wearing at least a long sleeve rash guard. <laughs> That's just what they want on the cover of Sports Illustrated Swimsuit. <laughs> Two <laughs> squishy, super pale, <laughs> uber white girls wearing parkas <laughs> or like a long sleeve rash guard. A scuba suit. Scuba suits. <laughs> You horny, let's do it. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. I interrupted you. Go ahead. No, Keep it's going. okay. Um, she's also now currently, I think, the co-host of Lip Sync Battle. She co- she hosts that with LL Cool J, I mean, who I'm a fan kind of. she's of in the corner, like, singing and dancing and laughing at stuff. Oh, she's not... I haven't, I've never seen it. Oh. She's not, like, a real co-host? Not really. She's, like... Uh-huh. Co, co-host. She, she like sidekick. Ah, sidekick of. is a good word, probably. Yeah. Um, she is an author. She wrote a book recently called Cravings, which is about food. <laughs> it's about like foods that we all crave. Is and it 
It's a cookbook. Yeah. A recipe book. Yeah. Is that a cookbook? Yeah. Yeah. Um, And she's probably, well, she's married to John Legend. That's how a lot of people know who she is. Um, I love me some John Legend. Me too. All of me loves all of you, Sarah. Aw. We're just. He wrote that song. (laughs) Right. Let's just have a whole show (laughs) with John Legend lyrics. (laughs) <laughs> he wrote that he wrote that song about her that's FYI. so sweet I know so sweet um, so she used to be a co-host on a show called Fab Life I never saw it I never saw it I've either. seen no I've seen clips of it either. yeah uh, yeah that's why it's not on the air anymore um, she co-hosted it with a few other people one of them being Tyra Banks um But reasons why people... Okay, she opened up about it, I think, for the first time publicly on that show. But then she has consistently... And this was before she had kids and maybe even before they did IVF. But she has been a total open book and very transparent about her experience, which is why I think a lot of people really like relate to her and like her for that reason that it wasn't like they went through IVF got the kids and then started talking about it it was sort of like from the very beginning she was very open about their struggles to conceive um oh let me rewind just to give Tyra Banks an honorable mention she also opened up on the same show about her infertility struggles which I think she did eventually go on to have a son via IVF and a surrogate yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I was going to say, I don't think she was ever pregnant. But I don't think so. Um, did you ever watch America's Next Top Model? Of course. <laughs> that was definitely a TV guilty pleasure of mine back in the day. Is it still on TV? No. They added no. guys to it eventually and it just... Just flopped. Because no one, everyone wants to see the girl drama on mm-hmm. a supermodel TV show. Because they're usually crazy people. Yeah. If you're going to be going on a reality TV show, you're probably... Most people who are willing... narcissistic. Right, exactly. And they make for the best TV. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Anyway, so her the other thing she's probably very well known for is her, like, super snarky ability to clap back at her haters. And, like, yeah, she's like really well known for having these really quippy, witty comebacks for people who criticize her, whether it's motherhood or infertility or her husband, John, or her anything. She's like kind of well known for, you know, yeah, responding to criticism. Um, and she received some of the most. I thought we could talk about this. She does. She's got two children via IVF now. She has a daughter, and then she just a few months ago had a son. And when she was first talking, when she was pregnant with their daughter, she talked about that they chose to have a girl. They chose to have a girl first. And then just got tons of backlash for supposedly making this like flippant statement that they quote chose to have a girl i don't think people understand no what it means like 
It's not like she made her a girl. <laughs> right. I want that embryo to be a girl. Exactly. So when she said that and got all this backlash, and she then responded and said, you know what? I made a mistake because I assumed that people were more informed about the process of IVF. <laughs> and then she was able to clear it up. Like, no, I didn't. I didn't go in there and say, like, I want only a girl and somehow, like, fabricate this girl. <laughs> she just did PGS testing like a lot of us do. And then now that you know the sex, you actually have to make a choice, a lot of people. So uh, this is not uncommon. Side note, someone in, on our Facebook page said their sister-in-law was pregnant with her fourth child. Yes, a girl I know. who yes. she did IVF to just get a girl. Yes. And you and I have talked about that and criticized that pretty heavily. <laughs> but this is not that. No, like no, no. It, no. I'm just, this is a side note that I just wanted yes. to talk about that. And right. She's not a part of the mafia. No, she is not. If you are doing, if you purposely do IVF to engineer the sex of your child, that is not the same as being infertile. We, we don't support you. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> well, we don't sorry, we don't sorry. support you in this context, that's for sure, cuz you're not infertile. I don't um, support you as a person. <laughs> so, but that's what people thought she did or they did was Yeah, which oh, she I'm, did not. Which she did not. She just no. did what a lot of people have to go through, which when you, you know, like I said, get the genetic testing. Now you know the sex of the embryos. And now you actually have to choose, um, which is I, I'm kind of glad I didn't have to choose because that would be such a hard choice because I don't know, like I yeah. would love either one. So I don't know. Yeah. I mean, um, some people are like, uh, just pick one. Right. Yeah. And then some people are like, well, I'm going to go with the girl. Like Mandy. She's yeah. like, I'm going to go with the girl because we have two girl embryos. Right. And then we'll do the boy second. Right. It's whatever. Or some feel. people ask not to know, yeah. which is also, you know, and that's the point is that everyone's choice is their individual choice and they're all different. So. Um, but one thing she said on Twitter that I thought was funny was when someone commented to her about choosing to have a girl first, she wrote, quote, I also picked the embryo with a taste for bacon, a knack for magic, and size seven feet so she can always find shoes. Just like, <laughs> you know, obviously throwing that back in her face, like, I did not engineer my child. <laughs> right. Yeah. So... You know, having size seven is good and bad. What uh, are you a size seven? I guess I am a size seven. What's bad about it? You, your size gets out of stock first. Oh. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> if you have like a weird outlier shoe size, usually you can find your shoe in stock. When? Mine's a nine. I'm, I don't know. Really I outlier. almost never buy shoes. So <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't tell you if they're hard to find or not. I hate shopping so much. <laughs> um, okay, the last thing, and then you can move on. So she 
another thing when she was I think this was on Twitter too talking about IVF I don't know exactly what she said but this woman responded to her and said did you give it a minute to try naturally or are you just avoiding quote the act and she wrote back hi Linda thanks for asking you complete witch I tried for about nine years anything else let me know (laughs) so So she just does this and people really appreciate her for it. They find her honesty refreshing. (laughs) But did Linda actually think that they weren't doing it? I mean, look at them. I mean, look at them. (laughs) Come on, Linda. (laughs) Come on. Listen, Linda. I think that goes back to the idea that because I shared with you that I'm doing IVF, that all of a sudden it opens up that you can ask me anything about my sex life. First of all, there's no way she actually thinks that. So she's just being an idiot. Like, oh, I want to do IVF to avoid having sex. Yeah. (laughs) Kayla and I haven't even talked about our sex lives to each other. Not once. No, never. (laughs) I mean, we've talked about it all on the podcast before that's like the furthest in depth we've gone into anything with each other <laughs> it's on this podcast yeah it's true actually <laughs> i'm saying that to say most people aren't like talking about no whatever you know and it's just that idea that you because you open up about your fertility all of a sudden people it's like it gives them license to ask you anything when really it doesn't so true all right who's next for you uh i'm gonna talk about jimmy fallon i think he's about 45 to answer that question that we were talking about earlier (laughs) yeah he's Um, the he fallon is the host of the tonight show i think of him as being on saturday night live I don't know about you. <laughs> I think of him as just a funny comedian, but I don't watch any of his shows. <laughs> surprise, surprise. I'll watch some of his shows on YouTube. Yeah, like I'll watch clips of him doing this or interviewing. I love, I do love the Jimmy Fallon, Justin Timberlake bromance. Yeah, that's nice. I do love that. <laughs> I sang Dick in a Box to Peter yesterday in the car, and he was not amused. With the dance, of course. What is that? Uh, The Dick in the Box song? Yeah. I don't even know what it is, but I laughed really hard just now. (laughs) It's from Saturday Night Live, and it's a Christmas song. I don't watch SNL. Take a look inside. It's my dick in a box. (laughs) Not Wait, did they get you a diamond ring? Did they change the lyrics to a Justin Timberlake song? No, it's an original. Oh, okay. With okay. Andy Sandberg. You know, I'm just now realizing this Live. 30 minutes in, Sarah, that I find it ironic that I am doing a show on a podcast about celebrities when I never watch TV or movies. You're like Peter. I'm like, do you know this person? He's like, no. (laughs) I'm just not that interested in most of their personal lives. Just not. And I am. 
love it <laughs> so much okay so I just, he i love tv what can right. i say you like people too like you find like people fascinating You're right 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 i do and i yeah. people watch all the time yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then i like think of story like i think of their backstories mm-hmm. and i make fun of them a little bit but it's all in good fun you write their lifetime movie in your head yeah and just I, based on external with, I'm with. <laughs> that's why you're so much fun like, look at Because you guy. sit around and judge people. <laughs> I'm not judging people. I don't know them. I'm making up stories for them. Right. Of course. It's a lot of fun. You should try it. <laughs> but anyway, so Jimmy Fallon is married to Nancy Jujuvovnin. He's married to Nancy. Nancy. And she's Drew Barrymore's partner in Flower Films. Which is a I know Drew Barrymore. <laughs> oh, okay. So they make all of Drew Barrymore's films, and um, oh. they had a baby via surrogate after um, years of trying to conceive. I do remember him announcing on his show that I remember watching the clip when he. I don't know if it's. I think it was before the baby was born. It might have been right after. I don't know. But I remember a very heartfelt, like, made me cry kind of him talking about how they struggled to have kids and that their dream was finally coming true. And it was very, like, a very touching moment. Yeah. And they didn't even tell anyone that their uh, gestational surrogate was pregnant. Mm. Uh, They didn't even tell family. Oh, so they kept it secret, secret, secret. So the baby was born and they're like, hey, we have a baby. (laughs) That's one way to do it. Yeah, so no one knew until the baby was born and they struggled for five years. That reminds me of um, just trigger warning, small amount of pregnancy talk coming. When did you announce your pregnancy with Uh, Bjorn? Like publicly. 24 weeks. Okay. So pretty late. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Mine was too. (laughs) I've told you like 34 weeks. I made it Facebook public. (laughs) Didn't you have them like two weeks later or a week? (laughs) Yeah. I was, I think in the post, I was like, so in the next couple weeks, I'll be having twins just so everyone knows. Okay. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Were they like, what? (laughs) Yes. A lot of people were very confused. You're trying to hide your bump with a scarf. Oh, you're you know not, those blanket scarves. Anyone. Yeah. You sound like my best friend who finally had to come to Jesus moment with me. You're not fooling anyone. Just like, honey, you are really fat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. You are getting really big. <laughs> Cuz I we were in a we were in a restaurant and this woman was like, "Oh, congratulations. She congratulated me." And I was like almost offended. I was like, "How dare she assume like, that I'm pregnant? I don't look pregnant." Were you <laughs> she like, was on like, "What?" I was at like, least uh... Yeah, right. But I I had like a scarf in front of me and I was probably like 
approaching 30 weeks and my friend was like you have to stop you're in denial (laughs) stop ordering wine (laughs) that's a joke everyone that's a joke I have a would you rather question for out of the box oh perfect great okay but that's Um, all I have on Jimmy Fallon okay like there's more I'm sure, but that's all I know Well, there's about so him. many. That's what's great about it. Um, in fact, I'm just going to, like, here's a preview of part two. I'm just sprinkling in a bunch that I know, and I'm going to give you, like, a little bit of a backstory. And if you want more, you can go, like, oh, I really like Courtney Cox. I didn't know she went through infertility. And then you can do your own deep dive. Well, now you know. Now you know. There's a hint. Um, oh, okay, my. so... My next one is Gabrielle Union, who, um, the first thing I have to say about, like, she is so strikingly beautiful. She she, she looks the same age. Yes. As she, she was She has 90s. not aged. How old do you think she is? Don't look at the <laughs> I, uh, I'm assuming in her 40s. Yeah, she's 46. Um, and she, yeah, she looks exactly like she did when she starred in Bring It On. I wouldn't think she was in her 40s. I just know that she was in, like, She's All That, and that was in 99. Yes. She was in She's All That, 10 Things I Hate About You, a lot of, those, like, breakout 90s movies. Um, but then she got, she kind of launched her way into popularity with Bring It On. I could probably recite that movie word for word it's a good one i used to be able to at least what was their little cheer that they did uh awesome oh wow oh which one no 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 her the gabrielle union their group the what were they called the uh clovers Burr. it's cold in here I there said must, there be, must some be some clovers in the, the atmosphere. atmosphere yeah i said Oh, E-O-E-O. Oh, E-O. Yes. Yeah, and she just killed it in that little cheerleader outfit. <laughs> um, and then, so, she's also a, an author of a book called We're Gonna Need More Wine, which I love that title, because that's, a, like, the story of my life. Um, and she, but the book is about issues around women's health and violence against women. She's a big advocate for both of those things. I think she's a survivor of assault. And so among that and then obviously going through infertility, these are these are two topics she's really passionate about. Um, I haven't read her book, but after doing some research about her, I think I'm going to grab it because it sounds like something I would like. She does she talk about infertility? In that she book? does. She does. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. She's married to NBA star Dwayne Wade. I mean, Dwayne. Who? I mean, I'm a fan. He's from Chicago. So he doesn't play for the Bulls. Well, he did for a hot minute. But anyway, I just like he's a good Chicago boy. Um. She did. So once her and. Um, Dwayne Wade got married. They did. They ended up doing multiple rounds of IVF, multiple failed transfers. She's not. She lost track of how many miscarriages she had, eight or nine, she thinks. Um, and then 
Much later, she was finally correctly diagnosed as having adenomyosis. Which is? Which is endometriosis inside the uterus. I think we briefly talked about this in our second podcast episode on endometriosis when we shared Steph's story. Um, we, I don't think Steph has adenomyosis or maybe she... Oh, man. I can't remember. And I feel bad that I don't remember. Um, But she did reference it and we talked about it for a hot minute. So it's uh, also hard to diagnose. And she kept getting misdiagnosed as having it can cause ovarian low ovarian reserve or ovarian failure. And she kept getting misdiagnosed just because of her age. So granted, yes, she was older, but she'd had Um, endometriosis since her 20s and so presumably she probably had some amount of adenomyosis for that length of time too and that's why like she didn't have any trouble getting pregnant it was staying pregnant and so they once they diagnosed adenomyosis that's why she realized um, that she probably could never carry a baby um, you know on her own and so that's why they went the surrogate route. And she just recently, I think in November, their baby girl was born. Um, and she did this great interview with Oprah. And the whole interview, it's like a 40 minute, you can find it on YouTube on the own network on, or the own YouTube channel. Um, you can find the whole interview. It's like 40 minutes and pretty much all of it is about their infertility struggle, like their their path to parenthood. And so it's it's really interesting. In fact, I want to play a little clip when we're done talking about her. But um but yeah, I mean she like she's one who was who who is very open about her diagnosis and why they ended up doing IVF and surrogacy. Um and she just speaks so candidly about like she talks about it and and ev- every one of you listening You'll be like, yeah, she's she's just like me. I felt that way too. Celebrities you know? are just like us. They're just normal people with feelings <laughs> and lots of money. <laughs> well, there's that. <laughs> so, um, which you know, that's maybe a good segue into talking for a minute about surrogacy because you see so many celebrities doing surrogacy which granted they can afford it mm-hmm. it's extremely expensive but uh, did you see that Kim Kardashian and uh, Kanye are having another baby via surrogate so, oh this is number four then yeah okay because the last one was via surrogate yep they're having another one I did not see that Good for them. Congrats. How many embryos do they have? I don't know. <laughs> um, she, Oprah asked her in that interview, I found this really interesting and why I wanted to talk for a minute about surrogacy because she asked her, like, what was the hardest, what was the like most hurtful thing anyone said to you during your infertility struggles? And her husband, Dwayne Wade, who was also in the interview, he piped in and said, to me, the most hurtful thing was actually after the baby was born. She posted on Instagram a picture of her with Dwayne Wade and they're in the hospital bed and she's wearing a hospital gown. 
doing skin to skin with the baby. Right. And she they wanted to do skin to skin immediately after the baby was born, which is why she was wearing a hospital gown in a hospital, which is where they were. <laughs> and then they had people criticize that photo that she was like trying to pretend like she had had the baby and that's why they were in a hospital bed and she was wearing a gown and just the, like, where do, who comes up with this? Like, that would have never crossed my mind. And what an awful thing to say. Like, yeah, just, let's I just be happy for this couple. Think about it, though. Like, no, you hear, oh, the baby was born via surrogate. Wait, why is she in the hospital bed? You know? Yeah. I mean, sure, you can think that, but why are you attacking the person directly on, I mean, I guess that's what you open yourself up to when you share your life publicly, but. Yeah, I, yeah. I just thought that was, it's sad. When most people use a a gestational carrier, they do do skin to skin, and it's just like the father doing skin to skin, and she just happened to be wearing she probably just threw on the hospital gown because do they you're I mean you stay in the hospital with the baby it's not like you leave right you just like you do if if you give birth to the child you don't just like walk out of there right away you the baby like they monitor the baby for a few days you know like so while they're not treating you as like you just gave birth right they are monitoring the baby at least for 24 hours I would guess right and she said it was easier like doing skin to skin with a hospital gown on than like the sweater that she showed up to in the hospital with which obviously like it all makes perfect sense it's just like oh people you are so like fathers they do skin to skin or I know it was just the people accusing her of like trying to fake that she had had the baby or like replicate having the baby or something it's just like yeah I and, and just being mean I mean it, let's just face it there's just trolls out there that all they want to do is cut people down well yeah of course cut them out of your life but what I this got me thinking about surrogacy and I think even people so IVF is already misunderstood and then when you add surrogacy like there's a whole other level of misunderstanding around surrogacy and why people use or gestational carriers, whichever term you prefer. Um, so I, I actually can't wait to talk to Lauren again. She was the chiropractor that I interviewed. Mm-hmm. Episode, what was that, Sarah? 48? 48, 48, 49? 48, I don't know. Because she's about to undergo. Um, 48. An embryo transfer via gestational carrier, and she wants to talk to us about it. So, well, stay tuned in the Lots future of for that. People are interested. Yeah. So I'm gonna play this this clip real quick. Um, okay. You want people to be clear on what happened. You want to erase the stigma for other people, and you also want to get people out of your business. I'm pretty sure. Well. We actually, I feel like, are pretty 
pretty open about people being in our business, but if you're going to be in our business, have the right information. Exactly. You know what I mean? I actually needed to look at the comments. So when we, when we were able to come speak with you and have this huge platform, I wanted to figure out where is the disconnect? Where is the misinformation? Um, so I, you have to just eliminate the haters. There's people who just don't yeah. want me breathing, period. So those people I had to eliminate. But the other people who would say, you know, nasty things or, or um, sort of these erroneous uh, comments, let me figure out what that is. And so then we can address what you think your issues are in that, in that, that space of misinformation that creates the space for negativity um, and, and yeah. you know, misinformed uh, hateration. And hateration. So that's what we wanted to, to talk to you about. Like there are all different ways you can become parents. Um, everyone's journey is different. Everyone's journey to surrogacy is different understanding how much surrogacy costs, understanding the legal aspects of surrogacy, understanding that surrogacy laws change from state to state, um, understanding that um, sometimes people use donor sperm, sometimes people use donor eggs, sometimes it is uh, the couple's own uh, embryo. Uh, but there's all different kinds of routes to that. Whether the couple opts to share that with you should be on them. Yeah. You know, also understanding how to even have the conversation in a respectful, reasonable so, way. So that's that's what I'm looking for from the two of you, because there's so much ignorance around it. And it's just like any other situation where people are going through loss or experienced a tragedy. Sometimes people just don't know what to say. Yeah. What is the proper or appropriate and inappropriate thing to say to people who are going through IVF? Oh, IVF? Mm -hmm. Oh, um... How are you doing when you let that person tell you what they want to tell you? So is it anybody's business, whether it's your egg or his sperm or that? No. So that is not a proper thing. To not be, on the table. Not on the if table. If they want to offer that, because yeah. every couple's different. Some yeah. couples will tell you everything. Mm -hmm. I'm like, that's a lot of information. Um, but that's their journey. And they want to be fully transparent. Um, a lot of people have suffered losses that you cannot imagine. So how they got to their surrogacy journey or their IVF journey or their IUI journey or their Clomid journey even um, is really personal. Mm -hmm. So it's best to say, how are you doing? Is there anything I can do for you? Is there any the information question. that you want me to, yeah. to know? Mm -hmm. um, if I'm looking to go into, to, to do an IVF cycle, is there something that, um, is there information that I need to, to have to ask my doctor? So the, basically you all got to surrogacy because you had said, babe, enough already. Yeah, right? we, we exhausted all possibilities. Well, there was one left. I had, there was, there was, a there was, there was, was the one I was like. I, I, there was there was a surgery, and then there were these shots of Lupron, right? Yeah. Lupron is what a lot of doctors prescribe for people who have endometriosis and adenomyosis and fibroids or cysts, where the pain is just debilitating; they can't function, not just during their period, but just in life. For us. Because my adenomyosis um, in, in my uterus is right where most fetuses, embryos, uh, implant and grow. We weren't having problems getting pregnant. We were having, a, my uterus was like, oh, what is this? I'm going to. holding it. Yeah, so my, adenos, my adenomyosis would cover the developing fetus like the blob and, and snuff it out. Sometimes it let it get a little further along than others. The Lupron would quiet that adenomyosis. And the goal was the baby would have a chance to grow faster than the adenomyosis could cover it. But you decided not to do that. It was only a 30% chance. Okay. I was willing to take that 30% yeah, I wasn't chance. willing to take that chance with no. her. 
You know, it, like just all of the side effects. I was not willing to take that chance. You weren't willing to go there. I've never heard of that, like using Lupron during a pregnancy. I haven't either. Or maybe before to quiet before an embryo transfer. Well, I I've never Lupron heard of it as a before. Right, the frozen embryo transfer. Yeah, I don't know all the specifics about like what that would have looked like, but she was going to have a surgery first, oh. probably to maybe remove some of it and then do Lupron. And they just outweighed the risk of that, and then the act like the chance that they might still be able to carry a baby to term, and it just wasn't worth it for them. Mm-hmm. But I mean, she got very specific there, and she explained she it did. way better than you or I could about her adenomyosis, like how she described it like a blob, like it would basically consume an embryo, like kind of take it over. Um, which is, I mean, that image, like, oh, I get that. I see how that could happen. Yeah, but so I, I just liked that clip because a she talked so openly about how families are formed so differently including when you use a surrogate and then I loved what she said about what do you say to someone who's going through IVF how are you yeah. doing <laughs> that's a great response yeah, so again I would sorry go ahead no I was I just was agreeing with you yeah I you would said, just yeah. encourage any everyone to go listen to the full interview because it's really good I really enjoyed it so yeah those are those are the four celebs we wanted to talk about for this episode um yeah let's do out of the box more next yeah out of the box out Out of the box box. okay what's your would you rather um my would you rather for you is would you rather only be able to drink okay you have to get rid of one you can't drink one ever again coffee or wine oh truly is a sophie's choice (laughs) it is can i drink other types of alcohol uh no like alcohol or coffee (laughs) i was gonna say then i give up wine oh (laughs) yikes uh, it's hard, pro- isn't it? I mean, I probably still give up coffee. <laughs> oh, I'd give uh, up alcohol. You know, I don't. Here's why: I don't think I don't feel like I. I feel like coffee is kind of a placebo for me, anyway. Like I don't actually feel more energy by drinking a cup of coffee. I just feel like it's part of a routine. And it was it was pretty easy for me to give up during like IVF and pregnancy. I didn't really miss coffee. I did miss a you know glass of wine every now and then. So I yeah, I don't give up really wine. I'd give up alcohol, mm-hmm. but that's arguably but the healthier option. I like coffee. I'm drinking coffee right now. It's four o'clock p.m. <laughs> 
depending might on be a bad choice how much you drink like i feel like coffee well and wine but more coffee are, is one of those things that goes back and forth about whether or not it's good for you it's like every yeah. six months there's a new article about how coffee is or isn't good for you yeah, i'm gonna know. go with it being fine <laughs> I'm going to go with all the articles that support what I want. Isn't that (laughs) what most people do with anything? Yes. Humans are inherently biased and looking for something that fits what they want. We are selfish creatures. We are. (laughs) All right. Well, um, I was going to do a celeb quiz for both of us. Which celebrity are you? But I'm going to save it for the next episode. Oh, man. I want to know. Yeah. I have a few we have guesses. have to wait till next time. Yeah. Yeah. Wait till next time. But uh, yeah. In, in the, the meantime, meantime. Join our closed Facebook groups called the Infertile Mafia. And then inside of the Infertile Mafia is the Infertile Mafia bosses and babies. Follow us on Instagram at Infertile Mafia podcast. Feel free to send us an email to infertilemafia at gmail.com. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast to hear more talk about eggs and balls and stuff. Thank you, Sarah. And oh. as we said, <laughs> that was excellent reading. Thank you. <laughs> In the next episode, we're talking about more celebs. So stay tuned to find out who and all those yummy details. <laughs> And as always, enjoying. Oh, sorry. The infertile. Oh man. Oh shoot. You can do it. Ah, No, you go for it. Same time. One, two, three. Thanks Thanks for joining joining the the infertile mafia. Mafia. Bye. Bye. (laughs) That was a mess. (laughs) Yeah, it was. And stop. (laughs) 